What up, world? It's your past first point guard and Trailblazers reporter, Mike Richmond. You listen to another episode of Locked on Blazers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. Thanks for making this show your first listen every single day. It's free on all platforms, five days a week, coming at you every single weekday, Monday through Friday. So why don't you make it a part of your daily routine? Make it your first listen every single day. Tell your friends to do the same. It's Locked on Blazers. Your team every day. In today's show, the Blazers got their best win of the season or something darn close to it. What a night. They beat the Memphis Grizzlies 122-112. We're going to talk about this game basically the entire show. Um, This one deserves the full breath. Uh, We'll go fast as recap in the West to, to begin this bad boy We'll talk about the final three minutes, which were a roller coaster. What, what a bizarre and fun end to this one. Blazers snapped an eight-game home losing streak, or excuse me, road losing streak. Uh, they had not won a game on the road since December. Hadn't beat a good team uh, on on the road since the beginning of December. It's been it has been a minute. Uh, and then to close the show, we'll talk about what this team says about where they are heading into the trade deadline. But before we get into all of that. Let's do what we do. Fastest recap in the West. Blazers win in Memphis, 122-112. Portland trailed 17-5 right out of the gates. It felt like it was going to be one of those nights. But clawed back. They were down 32-26 after one. John Moran had 11-5-4 in the first quarter. And Yusuf Nurkic played just two minutes before uh, signaling that he needed to leave the game. He was The Blazers were on offensive possession. Nurk was on the opposite, opposite key, opposite side of the floor from the ball, uh, just outside of the key or excuse me, just outside the paint, rather. And um, he, he like, reached down to his his uh, calf, calf that has been bothering him, clearly uh, clearly not right, kind of gingerly moved like he was going to have make, a, you know, try to get a rebound, but signaled to the bench, like, hey, hey, I need to come out, put his hand up. Um, I don't think I don't think Chauncey Billups saw him right away because he was, like, not in the action. And then uh, Nurk had to commit an intentional foul to get himself out, and the Blazers went, went to Drew Eubanks. Nurk played, so Nurk played... Two and a half minutes. The Blazers down 17-5 to begin this game. John Moran has 11-5-4. Looks like he's going to go absolutely bonkers to begin this one. But they're only down six. And it's like, hey, that that could have been worse. And it, and it kind of felt like that the whole game. At halftime, they cut a six-point deficit to five. Down 57-52 at the break. Jeremy Grant had 18 in the first half. And it's like, Dame's playing really well. Jeremy Grant's playing really well. They're only down five despite missing, you know, despite missing the big fella. They're going to, they might, you know, they might make this game interesting. At least, if nothing else, you can't say they played poorly because they're just, they're playing really tough. The problem is, with about seven and a half minutes in, left in the second quarter, Jeremy Grant got fouled pretty hard by Danny Green, Carolina legend, and went down hard. Like, it was a hard foul. Um, I don't think it was malicious or, like, rose to a, to a flagrant or anything like that from my my view, but it was a it was a serious foul, and he got whacked in the head, and he came down hard and hit his head on the ground, kind of looked, he got slow to get up, kind of looked like he was, um, you know, uh, kind of looked like he hit his head pretty hard when he was at the free throw line, the way his, he was um, breathing and putting his hands on his hips and kind of just the way his, his facial expression looked. He played the final seven minutes and 26 seconds of the second quarter, and then he was ruled out at halftime, didn't come back to the second half. It was pretty clear to me that he had a concussion and he didn't come out. Jabari Walker started the second half, played the first opening six minutes. The Blazers uh, training staff just didn't say anything. In fact, Chris Haynes of, of Turner Sports or Bleacher Report, uh, I don't know, he works for both, um, reported that uh, that Jeremy Grant, according to sources, was being evaluated for um, concussion protocol. 
yeah. <laughs> why did Haynes, why is Haynes having to like text Jeremy Grant's agent or whatever? Why what, he hit it? He whacked his head and didn't start the second half. What what is the medical staff and PR staff doing? Be up front when someone suffers head trauma. He played seven minutes after um, after whacking his head. That's weird behavior. Regardless, Jeremy Grant doesn't play the second half. I found that to be ex exceedingly strange. Good on Chris Haynes for breaking the news. Um, but the Blazers now down without use of Nurkic, without Jeremy Grant, they they got nine dudes, nine healthy bodies. They stay in the game, down 90-84 after three because Damian Lord went nuts to keep them game, keep them in the game in the third quarter. In the third alone, Damian Lord had 17 points and five assists. He was he was outrageous, outrageous in the third quarter to keep them in it, including down 60-67, 60, 60 Lillard gets fouled. They call flagrant foul on Zaire Williams for um, standing under Lillard, like crowding his landing zone. He gets a flagrant free throw, comes back. They inbound the ball. He scores again from down. They get they come across midcourt, down seven. They leave, tie ball game, tied to, tie to 67. Dame had all seven of them. Uh, they just hung around, and then they took over in the fourth. They outscored Memphis 38-22 in the fourth quarter, held on in a chaotic final three minutes that we'll talk about later in the show, and they win 122-112. That's your fastest recap in the West. Slower recap than normal, uh, to be fair. Damian Lillard finishes with 42 points, eight boards, and 10 assists in just two turnovers. He played 40 minutes, was 11 of 22 from the floor, 5 of 13 from three-point range, and he had made 13, excuse me, 15 of 16 free throws. Uh, Anthony Simons, I thought Ant was really, really, really good in this game. Really, really good in this game. He finished with 26 points at two boards, four assists. He was 10 of 18 from the floor, three of seven from the free throw line. Uh, Josh Hart, incredible Josh Hart game. 32 minutes, scoreless in 32 minutes, two rebounds, um, 0 for 4. I thought Josh Hart played well. I thought Josh Hart played, I, I thought he played legitimately well. Like I said, Ed, Jeremy Grant, 18 all in the first half. Drew Eubanks, 11 points, 11 boards, three assists, and a block shot off the bench. Um, Drew, they they do not win this game without without the Shaq of Troutdale. I mean, he was, he was, um, he was, it was Shaq Gnosis out there. Shaden Sharp had nine, and Gary Payton had about the best 7.4 rebound performance you could have. He was fantastic. He played 29 minutes, finished a plus 13. They outscored, Gary Payton's minutes outscored, in his 30 minutes outscored Memphis by 13 points. He was the swing player in this game. He was fantastic. You know, Dame carries him, right? Like, Dame carries him. But I thought, um, the we'll talk about this a little later in the show, like, I thought Gary Payton was, was, excellent in this one. On the other side, John Morant finished with 32 points, 9 boards, and 12 assists. At one point in the third quarter, uh, John Morant had a triple-double. He lost a rebound somewhere when, before the official box score came out. He had a 10th rebound at one point. It went away. I don't know when it went away, but he had, with like four minutes left in the third, he had a, he had a triple-double. And then when the final box score came out, he only had nine boards. But he was really good. Desmond Bain had 17, 18 from Jaron Jackson Jr., 10 from Santi Aldama off the bench. Um... I don't really know why Xavier, like uh, Stephen Adams did not was was not available in this game. I don't know why Xavier Tillman played so much. Um, he's one of the players that I thought the Blazers should have drafted in the second round. He's like he's fine. He's like a okay bench big. He's like a probably a below average bench big. He he played twenty eight minutes in this game. Um, Brandon Clark played sixteen or played seventeen. Very very weird. Um, very weird Memphis decisions. Um, you know I, I don't think Xavier Tillman was was bad necessarily his box score is kind of fun except for the it doesn't score but it's like weird Memphis was weird and they were weird down the stretch um and the Blazers took advantage of this of this team this was 
I don't, for me, the best win of the season is the, is the win in Phoenix when Jeremy Grant hits a buzzer beater. Cause it was like, so, so fun and has like that moment. Right. But if, if that wasn't the win of the year, this was, this was, you go into Memphis They're they're they've been, they've struggled. They've been struggling. They've lost six of seven now after losing to the, losing to Portland. Like they're, they're in a, they're on the, in a, a dip, right? Um, every team goes through it. They're in a dip right now. They're not playing very well, but like to go into Memphis where they're 32 and 18, um, you know, they've, they seemingly have righted the ship. They've got come off a, a really brutal road trip, gotten a win. It's like, okay, they're back. They're back making it happen. Uh, and, you know, Desmond Bain in the lineup, he's, he's been in and out. Is Desmond Bain back in the lineup? Um, NCAA champion Danny Green back in the lineup for trade purposes, it seems pretty clear. Like, this was a great win for Portland. You've just, just like on its face, you go into Memphis and win this game. It's a great, great, great win. You throw in the fact that Nurk played two and a half minutes, like, you know, a couple trips up and down the floor, and that Jeremy Grant didn't play in the final two quarters, and that you were playing Trenton Watford and you were playing Gary Payton, you were playing Drew Eubanks, playing, you know, the, the, the bench guys, the role players in this game. And, and they, and, you know, Dame's excellence carried the Blazers, right? Like he was magnificent and they won the game because he is so freaking good. But like, um, this was, this was, if this wasn't their best, best win of the season, this is their second best win of the season. This is right up there in the, the absolutely most rewarding, most fun games they have played. Let's talk more about it, shall we? <laughs> let's let's keep chatting about how fun this freaking game was. I want to talk about the final three minutes, um, and I and I want to talk some. Uh, this was a this road win was a long time coming. It has it had been a while since Blazers won on the road. But before we talk all about how long it's been since they won on the road, before we talk about the final three minutes, I want to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Look. You might love apps at your Super Bowl parties. You're, you've got your potato skins and your chicken wings and all that. But the only app you need at the Super Bowl this year is FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. Super excited about the new sports betting partner for Locked On. They're the number one sports book in America. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download the FanDuel app and you can bet on Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to 3 thousand dollars back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown plus the FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe secure and super easy to use and best of all you get paid instantly when you win so FanDuel so join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57 that's FanDuel.com slash locked on make every moment more with FanDuel the official sportsbook partner of the NFL all right Best win of the season, second best win of the season, a, a just a truly fun, fun basketball game that's worth celebrating. This was this was really this was this was a fun game because Damian Lillard is on a heater right now. Like this this is Dame saying, "Hey, I'm still one of the very good ones." Um, you may have you may have seen him in a recent ranking on a popular sports and uh, pop culture website where he was not ranked in the top 15 players in the league. He's been pretty good recently. <laughs> He's been pretty good recently, even if po- a, a popular website, a popular news new sports and sports and pop culture uh, outlet doesn't think he's one of the 15 best players in the league. Damian Lowe's been pretty good. <laughs> 
And he was great in this one, and he, and he carried them home when they needed it. And it was the second game in a row, after the Blazers had lost nine consecutive games that went to clutch time, as the NBA defines it. Those are games that are within five points in the final five minutes. You know, they beat the Hawks without Trey Young, and they kind of, like, stumbled into clutch time, right? Like, they were winning. They let the shorthanded Hawks come back, tie the game, take the lead, and we're like, no, we're going to win. And it felt like, okay, well, at least like they kind of figured some stuff out. Dame was Dame was good. Anthony Simons hit a big three, and it's like they didn't. The offense didn't stall out when they needed to score down the stretch. And it's like, okay, okay, that's that. They needed to get sort of get the monkey off your back, get that, get um. You got to win the first one sometime, and, and and then you can start. You can't start stacking a win streak until, until you win one. But this was a different game, right? This was a game that they came back in. In fact, they were down 97-90 with 9.37 left when they let Desmond Bain go right to the rim uncontested for a layup. Just like parting the Red Seas, come on in. Um, easy bucket for for Moses Bain there. And like, uh, and it's, they play pretty, they play really well. Like if it, if from that point forward, nine and a half minutes left on the road to Memphis, down seven, give up an easy layup. If they lose, I'm not killing them on the pod. Like, I'm, first of all, it's like, so does a tough, tough game, tough, uh, tough opponent, all those things. But in addition, just like they had played really well, and if they ran out of gas as shorthanded as they were in the final, you know, after 42 good minutes or whatever that is, 39 and some change good minutes, like, yeah, I'm not gonna. Sure. It's just like I'm I'm you're gonna say, yeah, hey, they played really well, and then like they're sort of the realities of who they had available caught up with them. That's not what happened. They hung with it. Um basically right after that bucket, Damian Lillard came back in the game. He ended up playing 40 minutes. Um I kind of just like haven't mentioned this, but I'll mention it now in passing. I don't know if it's particularly important. Uh Chauncey Billups has tried the last couple of games subbing Dame out earlier in the first quarter. He's only playing the first six minutes and then he comes back. But in the in the second quarter, it allows him to you know he comes back at like the two minute mark of the of the first quarter, Ant leaves after playing the first ten minutes, and then Dame would sub out at like with seven minutes to go in the half, and then get another little two minute rest. But Chauncey, when he did that against the Hawks, he didn't sub, he didn't do the the second half rest for Dame. He just played the final fourteen minutes, um, and in this game, Dame was killing it in the third quarter, so so he played the whole third. Um, I don't think the rotation stuff is super important, but like this is new. Chauncey has been over the last, I'd say, three and a half weeks, tinkering with how he subs Dame out. He's been changing his, his sub pattern for sure, um, but he hasn't been consistent with it because just the team hasn't been very good. And sometimes you just kind of he's got to ride. There isn't like a clear cut thing, but I will say subbing Dame out halfway through the first quarter is new and something to keep an eye on. Um, I don't know, something nerds would ask about if um, if if. Uh, in a post-game press conference type of thing or off-day type of thing. Shout out to my nerds. Um, but Dame's, Dame comes back right there at the nine-minute mark, down seven, and it's like, okay, okay, we're gonna, we're going, we're not going to go away. And it's and, and the Blazers just hung, really hung with them. In fact, just just ahead of the, just under four minutes to go, Gary Payton gets an awesome chase down block from behind. It's like a, a fast break layup for for Brandon Clark, and 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 Gary Payton gets up there. Um, blocks him at the rim and it wasn't Brandon Clark but uh it's um th- that was later on in the game but but Peyton regardless whoever it was Pey- Peyton blocks him at the rim 
awesome chase down block that springs a fast break. Damian Lord gets out, finds Drew Eubanks in like semi-transition, and Drew gets a dunk, and the Blazers take the lead with just over just under three and a half minutes left. Uh, Joss scores, and the Blazers take it a use a use it or lose it timeout at 301. Like Chauncey Billups says, I'm gonna you can only take two timeouts in the final three minutes. He he uses that timeout right at the three-minute mark. Says, okay, we're down one. Let's go get it. And Damian Lord goes and gets it. Hits back-to-back really tough threes. Uh, one of them on the move in the corner off a feed from Drew Eubanks, like a handoff from Drew Eubanks. Just a, He's just really good. He hits back-to-back threes. Um, in the middle there, Brandon Clark scores. So the Blazers, you know, come up two right out of the timeout. Then Brandon Clark scores, and they go up three after it was a tie ball game because Dame hits back-to-back really, really impressive shots. Anthony Simons gets into the paint, and John Morant uh, blocks his, um, his like, high-banking lob attempt or layup attempt. I think it was a goaltend. Like, it looked like a goaltend on the replay, but... Um, Live, I thought it was a clean block. I think, but I think they did get the call right when they, um, when when they called it. That puts the Blazers up five, with like just over a minute to go. They were down seven at the nine with nine and a half minutes in this game. Now they're up five with a minute to go. What a crazy, awesome eight minutes and a really chaotic final three minutes with that with a chase down block and the ball going the other way and and the goaltend reviews and um, some offensive rebounds that that uh, Memphis couldn't convert on. Then. Jaron Jackson Jr. gets a good look at a three with a minute left, misses it. Brandon Clark gets the rebound. Damian Lord swats the putback attempt. The Blazers get out the other way, and uh, and Drew Eubanks fast break dunk to put the Blazers up seven. He tumbles into the crowd as he dunks. It's his it's his birthday. Shout out to the the Shack of Troutdale um, for uh, a birthday bucket. And the Blazers are up seven with a minute left, and they just make their free throws from there and hold on. What a freaking ball game. This is like, um, we talked about in, I talked about in the, you listened about, I, I use the royal we too much here when talking about myself, particularly for someone who makes fun of uh, the collective pronoun we, but I, I talked about on, on the game against the Hawks, how the Blazers like kind of the secret to their offense was, or secret to winning in the clutch was the offense just went fast. Dame just went fast. He said, okay, like spread the floor. I don't need a pick. I'm just going to blow by my my man and like f- dare them to help. The first time he blew right by, the second time they helped off Ant, he made the right read, easy bucket. Like um, they didn't wait. They didn't play prevent pre- prevent offense. They they went quickly. In this game, they won the game with defense. A Peyton block with three minutes left. Uh, the the Damian Lord block with a minute left. Dame hits, I mean, Dame hits a couple magical shots in there, but like um, you just... They were, they got enough stops when they needed them. Dame was incredibly special and they made two really, really big defensive plays and it changed the game. They would won them the game. More than changed the game, it won them the game. They were so darn good and it snaps an eight-game losing streak. The Blazers had not won on the road since December 17th when they beat the Houston Rockets 107-95 in Houston. Eight games later, they still hadn't won. They lost all every game on the road in, in January that 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 they found. They lose twice in OKC. That's the Damian Lord breaks the scoring record. They come out say, okay, we lost in OKC, but we're going to bounce back. They lose again in OKC. They lose in Denver. They lose against Golden State, coming um, like on a on a meltdown in the final few minutes. They lose to Minnesota on the road. They lose to Indiana where they miss their final thirteen shots. They lose to Toronto. They lose to Denver again. Whew. And so heading into this game, it's like, you know what? It gets easier. Washington and Chicago after this. There's some winnable games. Maybe they can get right, but this is a tough one. 
And they go in and win. The Blazers hadn't beaten a team with a winning record on the road since they beat Utah at the time, 14-12, and 12, December 3rd. December 3rd. Dame wasn't even healthy. It was before he was back from his injury. Like, yeah, it just had been so long. So this is like a true, real deal, holy field, hold on to your joy moment. This was a special game, a fun game, a game that they won at crunch time, a game they came back to win, and a game that they won because the guys at the end of the bench played so dang well. And they got me thinking, this, this has... Maybe not an impact, but I think it changes my personal perception as we creep closer to the deadline, a week away from the trade deadline. Let's talk about that to close the show. But before we do that, I want to tell you that today's show brought to you by Prize Picks. It's daily fantasy made easy. I play Prize Picks on the app and I play basketball. Here's how it works I pick between two and six players. I'm picking points. Rebounds, assists, blocks, steals. Price pick sets the line, and I go above or below that line. You don't have to play basketball. You can play the other sports, but however it is, you can, once you set your entry, make your entry, which you can do quickly in under 60 seconds, and you can make as many entries as you want in a day, you also set your own odds. So you can say, I'm feeling lucky. I'm going to get six out of six. You can feel less confident. You can say, I'm getting four out of six. Or you can say, I don't like six of these lines today. I'm picking three, and I'm going to get all of them right, or I'm going to get two out of three. You can choose your odds, you can choose your wager, you can choose the lines, and it's just you versus Price Picks projections. Plus, right now, new users can sign up today at pricepicks.com or when they download the app and use the promo code LOCKEDON and get a 100% deposit match up to 100 bucks. That means you put in 100 bucks, Price Picks is going to match you 100 bucks. You put in 50 bucks, Price Picks is going to match you 50 bucks. So, don't forget, put in that promo code LOCKEDON when you sign up and take advantage of that 100% instant deposit match. Still a pass first point guard. I'm still Mike Richmond. You are still listening to Locked on Blazers. Okay. I think, typically, heading into the All-Star break, you know, the last couple, last handful of games before the All-Star break, last little last little stretch before you really get there, um, there typically is, for particularly for teams like in that Blazers range, I, I've seen the Blazers do this a lot of different times, but um, typically there is... You, you win a game, a tough game on the road or a tough, you know, an opponent that is, is good and you shouldn't have won. And it starts to be like, we can't trade. We can't, we can't break this team up. We've got to hold these dudes together. They're, it works. It really works. Like you saw it. They beat Ja. They beat Jaron. They beat Des Bain. Uh, it doesn't matter if they didn't have Steven Adams. They won. It, we, we can't trade Rodney Hood. You, you can't trade Wade Baldwin. He's part of the future. Like, um... It, it's, it, it is inevitable that that happens. I do not know who that character was, y'all. I do not know who that character who loves Wade Baldwin is, but, but they love Wade Baldwin. Wade Baldwin the fourth. He, he, he could be the, the, the point guard we need, the bulldog playing defense that we need. He's a perfect guy. Stotts can't coach defense. This guy plays defense. Um, Okay, sorry, that character's, I'm going to re- retire that character forever, but I had to bring it back. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's late at night. Let me have a little fun. Um, typically, there are these games that feel like Often, I would say usually every year, there's one of these games that it's like, okay, this works. They don't, that you don't actually need a trade. You do like this, this is fine. This makes sense. You're good. It's cool. Like, I'm happy with the way this, I'm happy with the way this looks. I bet you are too. It's all going to work out just fine. This was the reverse of that. This was a game where Yusuf Nurkic is out of the lineup. Um, You know, I don't think there's like a, 
Jeremy Grant trade on the coming down the the pipeline or whatever in next week. Um, I think he's going to end up signing a big old multi-year contract to stay here. But you know, you you finish the game with Dame and Ant and Josh Hart and Gary Payton and Drew Eubanks on the floor, and it's like, yeah, they should try something different. The the thing they've been doing all year long. Why would they keep trying it? Because they did something totally weird. And it, like, totally different. They were forced, in, their hand was forced, and it worked. And they beat a really good team and got one of their best wins. They can make a trade. It's fine. Like, there is, I don't mean, I don't mean to say, like, this is proof the Blazers don't need Yusuf Nurkic. Because if Steven Adams plays in this game, Drew Eubanks is not going to look as good as he did. He's going to get shoved around. They're going to get killed on the glass. The Memphis Grizzlies are the best offensive rebounding team in the league, and they're the best offensive rebounding team in the league because Steven Adams is not only the best offensive rebounder by the books, he's the best box-out guy in the game. Like, he just is a monster on the glass. His teams, over the last 10 years, 9 out of the last 10, uh, (laughs) your boy, Steven Adams' uh, teams, have led the league in offensive rebounding. Like, if he's in the game, Drew Eubanks, his sleight of frame gets exposed a little bit. I don't mean to say this is like proof the Blazers don't need Yusuf Nurkic, but it is proof that on some nights they don't need Yusuf Nurkic. Like it, it, it means to me, and, and I don't know if they're going to be able to trade Nurk. I don't know if there's a suitor for Nurk, and I don't think they should dump Nurk for nothing, right? Like I, I, I'm not, that's not me. What I believe is that the assets they do have to trade uh, Josh Hart, who seems almost certainly headed for free agency in the Blazers because of their salary situation, are unlikely to sign him. I think you got to trade him for something. And if they can move Yusuf Nurkic for a a a part that works, I'm in favor of that as well. But I think what this game clarified for me or made me feel, I don't know if it clarified, clarified is probably too strong of a word, how it made, how it maybe changed my perspective a little bit is that I don't think necessarily it, you have to, have to, have to trade Nurk for a starting level center. I've said that in the past, and I think this, my opinion has changed a little bit, is like, address that need down the line. If you can trade Nurk for any rotation level player who's for sure going to be one of your seven best players next year. You trade for a guy who's going to be on the roster next year and is guaranteed, regardless of what you do to the roster, to be one of your seven best players, and you can deal Nurk for that entity, do it do it, right? Like, I'm, I'm I'm in favor of it. Same with Josh Hart. Like, it's less positional need because the Blazers just won a game playing the funkiest, weirdest lineup against, again, like Memphis played stupid down the stretch. They did, they, they made some dumb plays. They committed a five-second violation. Um, <laughs> they were, they were a mess. Uh, they, they clearly had an advantage with Jaron Jackson Jr. He scored twice in the final six minutes and they just like stopped getting him the ball. Um, he didn't get enough touches late and then he did get a touch, but he took a three and didn't drive it where he had been a lot better when, you know, all, all types of stuff. Um, you can't always just drive to the rim, but like, whatever, regardless, like, I think instead of being like the game where this is like, you got to hold on to Wade Baldwin Jr. at all costs, like you can't, you know, if you, if you trade Mo Harkless, what are you going to do or whatever? Um, how, how can they deal Myers Leonard? It's like, it's the opposite. I feel, I feel the opposite. I feel like this team 
kind of stumbled their way into what I thought they'd be all year. If you go back and listen to early episodes begin the season, I thought they were going to play funky, weird, small lineups with, with Josh Hart and Gary Payton playing the forward spots a lot more often. They kind of mistaked into it out of necessity tonight. I thought Trenton Watford was going to be straight up the backup center and Drew Eubanks wasn't going to play. Trenton Watford played a ton of backup center minutes tonight, and it worked. His dribble handoff game, his little float game, I thought his passing, he had one really bad turnover, but he thought his passing was, was really useful in this game. Like, uh, Gary Payton played 30 minutes and was really, really effective. Like some of the little, the the pieces that maybe we've been waiting to see and the Payton stuff, it's like he missed the first half of the season. What are you going to do? Um, but like some of the stuff we've been waiting to see, they had to do it now out of necessity. And if a trade comes and, and you know, Nazir Little didn't really play very much in this game. Um, if like, if a trade comes and it's, and Josh and, and Nas and, and, and Nurk are out the window and you get back like, some other parts, even if they're weird. I feel like after watching this game, it's like, sure, go for it. They've really been scuffling otherwise. I don't think they're making like a deep run in the playoffs. And this game hasn't sort of changed my opinion. What it changed my opinion is like, yeah, funky might work because Dame's that good. <laughs> and and what what I think my eyes have shifted like deeper on the horizon after this game is like, instead of saying, okay, well, they got to do this and this because they need to, they need to improve these parts. It's like, who cares about the parts? ride Damian Lord's specialness, play hard on defense, trust trust why you signed Gary Payton to do weird stuff and say, yeah, he's six foot two, but man, he's, man, he's useful, you know? And understand that are some nights, if Steven Adams is the game, you're going to get bullied, but like they've been getting bullied anyways with the roster they have. So this changed my opinion too, as just like they can not like tear it all down or whatever, like go skeleton crew, but just, just the fact that, there is a future where they make trades thinking about the long term and not the near term fit to say, let's maximize overall talent and not worry about fit. Now we'll, we'll straighten out fit in the summer when we have more assets to trade and all those things. But like, let's think specifically maximum useful return. I think that's has to be the approach. And that's, that's, I think that's maybe the way that my perspective has shifted. It's like, I'm not worried about, positional size I'm not worried about I, I I think it's like you know I, I still think they need to get bigger and need to get shooting like I, those 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 two things would be really useful to add and if you can find those go get them but you don't necessarily need to find a starting center you don't necessarily need to find x and x forward if you get you know if you get two bigs that work if you get a guy who's just a four and can't play any three that's fine too like get get am I talking about Jared Vanderbilt like it's like get get um get just get players that can contribute and worry about like holistic fit in October because funky weird stuff worked and the Blazers should embrace the facts like the Blazers should embrace the fact that they can be okay that Drew Eubanks can hold down the fort a little bit right and Gary Payton can hold down the fort a little bit and they were they hadn't been very good before this so why hold on to what wasn't really working just go for it. I think my perspective has shifted. Um, maybe, like, with with the understanding, like, that they also might still be bad. Um, but I just, I have, um, I think I've come around. I think, I think I've come around. I was leaning this way maybe earlier this week if you listen to shows, but I think I fully leaned in. I think I've, I've, I fully, um, I, I fully moved to this side of the canoe. And it's just like, yeah, yeah, uh, make some moves and, and, and prioritize getting players that can help for the future fit in the near term be damned that is going to do it for today's show come back for friday's show uh i've been i've been working hard on it on uh 
on an interview this week. I'm not sure it's going to come Friday. If not, we'll have two interviews next week. It's going to be a whole bunch of fun. We're a week out from the trade deadline. We will talk uh, trade deadline stuff and look ahead to Blazers' two games over the weekend, Friday and Saturday in Washington and Chicago. Join me there, won't you? I appreciate you listening. I'll talk to you soon.